0: This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open, this is your Trek FM hyperchannel for Wednesday, May 28th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. Microsoft brings Star Trek's Universal Translator to Skype, and a rebooted TNG coming in 2016? Yeah, don't hold your breath on that last one, but first up... Are you tired of being misunderstood? Do you wish you could speak a foreign language? If Microsoft's new Star Trek-like translation technology works, the Tower of Babel could come crumbling down in the near future. Microsoft has demonstrated a version of Skype that contains new on-the-fly translation technology. They're showing this off as a tool that allows people who speak different languages to communicate in real time, just as on Star Trek. And they're showing it at the inaugural code conference. This story may sound familiar to you because it sounded familiar to me as well when I first saw it. It's something that was demonstrated a few years ago as a concept, but now it's finally going to actually enter the beta stage sometime later this year. And this new version of Skype integrates the technology in a way that would actually allow people who use Skype to speak different languages and hear each other speak in the language that they understand. So, you know, I mean, in Star Trek terms, it's like Captain Picard speaking English or Federation Standard, excuse me, to Galrine and Galrine speaking Klingon back and Picard hears Federation Standard slash English. So, you know, I don't know. I it's it's a wonderful idea. It's something that would revolutionize the world and revolutionize communications. I'm skeptical, honestly, and I'm curious to know what you think about it. It's just that, you know, we've had things for quite some time like Google Translate. And of course, that's a simplistic technology. It's not a simplistic technology, of course to do, but compared to what Microsoft's talking about here, it is. And the thing about Google Translate is that it's terrible. It doesn't work well at all if languages are not closely related. So, you know, sure, you can put English in and get German out or vice versa because these languages are very closely related to one another, and it works pretty well in that case. But as someone who speaks three languages that have very different grammatical structures, and syntaxes, I can tell you that Google Translate has a long, long way to go before. It's really, really the kind of solution that we would want to rely upon for communication. So my languages are English, Japanese, and Russian. And the syntax of Japanese is backwards, essentially, from English. It's very different, and we have lots and lots of words that sound the same you know they're they're homophones and they sound the same, and it's difficult and they're and they're written the same phonetically and It's difficult for a technology like this to figure out what is really being said and that's the problem you run into with Google Translate when I use Google Translate because I already know these languages, yeah, I can figure out what the translation means, but if I didn't know the languages. I would be scratching my head a lot of the time. And so that's why I'm skeptical about this particular technology. And when I see news stories like Microsoft brings Star Trek's universal translator to Skype, it's it sounds great. It gets your attention. But I have to see it in action before I can really buy into it. And I hope it's real. I mean, it would be fantastic. And it's certainly much more pleasant than putting a fish in your ear. But we'll see. So beta later this year, perhaps. And if that does happen, maybe sometime next year, we'll actually see it out there in in wider use. Uh, I don't know if the beta later this year would be a public beta or a closed beta. I guess it would probably be fairly closed. Although one thing Microsoft is looking at right now, they're trying to figure out how they can use all the conversations that take place on Skype to make the translations better. Now, of course, that probably sounds like some kind of NSA thing, right? You know, how how can we how can we capture what everyone's talking about and and utilize it somehow? I don't think that's what they're talking about. I'm sure there would be some some way and it's probably why they're still trying to figure it out some way to to do it without it infringing upon privacy. I don't know how you do that, but maybe there's some way you can get snippets or, or something so that that the conversation uh, its not stored anywhere and you're not really f- monitoring what someone's saying. It's important, though, because the only way this stuff is going to get better is to sample very large quantities of real-world speech, capture different dialects, capture different accents, capture the way that people actually use language in speech, which is generally, of course, different than the way we use language in writing. It's much more casual. We're, we're fine with grammatical errors in speech. And that's what's so challenging about building something like a universal translator. So this is interesting. I'm curious to know what you think about it. Let me know. Contact me on Twitter. That's the best place to find me. My username is c brian jones. the letter C, and Brian with a Y. And the of Film account is... Trekafilm, very easy username there. I'd like to know what you think about this technology. I'd like to know if you think that truly accurate and natural on-the-fly translation for the masses, especially, is in our near future. And what do you think about the portrayal of the universal translator in Star Trek? Because right here in this story, we're talking about translating on the fly human languages, which ultimately are closely related to each other. You can take the two most unrelated languages on the planet Earth and they're still much, much more closely related than anything you're going to find in Star Trek with alien languages. So what do you think about the, the Universal Translator in Star Trek? And also, if you're an Enterprise fan, like I am, what do you think about the UT on Enterprise and how they, they portrayed the development of it? Because I actually think it's one of the, one of the best elements of Enterprise. It's actually, for the most part, realistic. So let me know what you think about that. All right, let's move on. Next story here. This one, as I said up front, don't hold your breath on this. This is a rumor. But as we get closer to the 50th anniversary year of Star Trek which is coming up in 2016, rumors about the next television series are heating up. We've heard a number of different rumors over the past few months, none of them substantiated, of course. And people have their ideas about what's going to happen, and and some people claim to know what's going to happen, and I don't think anyone knows that at this point. Now, I've gone on record on many of our shows as saying that I do think there is a good chance that we'll get a series in 2016. My thinking is that in autumn of 2016, we would see a series premiere after the third Abramsverse film is in the theaters that summer. And that would be the end of the Abramsverse films after three. And we'd move back to television where Star Trek really belongs because that's you you need television to tell the types of stories that star trek fans want that have more depth to them you you just can't tell those stories in a 2-hour film it's not not what those movies are designed to do well the rumor that i heard now is that and and this this was posted by someone on the star trek online forums and the rumor is that the last abrams verse film will be in 2016 and there will be a new series After that, later in the year, and the subject of that series will be a reboot of the next generation, and that they're looking to recast Deanna Troy now. And I don't know, I I don't put any stock into this rumor at all. I mean I don't want to see the next generation rebooted personally. I don't know how you feel. Let me know, I'd like to know. I just, I want to see new things. There's so much in the Star Trek universe that hasn't been explored. There's so many gaps that can be filled in the past, in the future. There are all these places we can go. I don't want a rehash of a phenomenal television series that is wonderful just the way it is, that is... Something that I've loved all my life since I was in high school when it premiered, I don't touch it. You know, I don't want, I don't want anyone to touch that. I want to see something new. And I don't think CBS is going to reboot The Next Generation either. I, I would be very surprised. I could be wrong, but I'd be very surprised. I think they'll go somewhere new. So the the other rumor, by the way, that I heard recently is that CBS has told Paramount that if they don't unboot the reboot, then they'll go themselves and start a new television series. This one, I don't know where this rumor started, and it makes no sense at all to me because, as I mentioned on here the other day, CBS owns the television rights, Paramount owns the film rights, And and you don't unboot a reboot. It's done. It's out there. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But you can't unboot something that's already been done. You can't unboot a reboot. What you can do is you can stop making the films as Paramount. And then CBS can make a television series if that's what everyone wants to do. Uh, But but that's up to the, the people in charge of those studios. And, you know... I I just don't, I I don't see this friction that I hear in some of the rumors, like where one side is telling the other side, you do this, or we're going to do this. It doesn't really work quite like that. So I think we'll just have to wait and see. The 50th anniversary is very exciting. There's no doubt in my mind that CBS wants to commemorate this and do it well. And Paramount wants to commemorate it and do it well. And we'll see what we get. But let me know what you think. I want to know, do you think there will be a new series in 2016? Do you think the Abrams verse films will end at three? Or do you think they'll continue to make them? And assuming that the third one makes a lot of money, as the first two have. And also... Do you think they'll reboot TNG, and do you want to see that? That's what I want to know. And, and if not, what do you want to see? I think I asked this question the other day, but what do you want to see? Let me know. Again, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Google+, on our forums, on the website. I'll give you all those links in just a moment. All right, well, I do have a network update for you today. It's Wednesday, and that means The Ready Room. And this week, I'm joined by Philip Gilfus, who is co-hosting the show with me along with Suzanne Abbott and Tommy Craft for a discussion that we've titled Always Practice Safe Docking, in which we discuss the Enterprise episode Vox Sola. Now, Philip and I also reminisce about the day that All Good Things aired as we look back at the 20th anniversary of the TNG finale. We also look at some of the obscure but exciting new ships coming to the official Starships Collection, And we talk about what Phase 2 has in the works for later this year. They've got a lot of big stuff going on over there, as well as a Kickstarter. Now, you'll find this episode of The Ready Room in your feeds right now if you subscribe to the individual feed for The Ready Room or to the Trekka Film Complete Master Feed. And you can catch it in all your favorite places for podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry. It's also on SoundCloud now. And you can stream from our website. You can grab the RSS link and pop that into your favorite podcatcher. However you get your podcasts, we want to make sure that all of our shows are there. So just search for us and you'll find us. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming the show from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyper Channel show feed or to the Trek.fm Complete Master Feed, which gives you every episode of every show we do and some other audio content as well. As I mentioned after each story today, I would love to chat with you about these stories and the world of Star Trek. Find us on Twitter, our username is Trek FM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google Plus, just search communities for Trek.fm and you'll find our community there. We have traditional forums on our website at Trek.fm slash forums. You can send us a voicemail if you like from our website. Just go to the show page for any one of our podcasts. And in the left sidebar, you'll see a big item that says send us voicemail. Click that and you can record and upload right there. And again, if you want to find me personally, my username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian the Y. Twitter is my main haunt, but you can find me pretty much anywhere on social media using that username. Well, thanks for joining me again today. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories. And until then, go watch some Trek.